a beautiful gospel reading and a profound parable that Jesus gives to us, one of his favorites, and I'm sure many of us have heard it many times. Um, And as I saw this was the gospel today, I read over it and was asking myself, like, what stands out as I, as I listen to this story? Um, what's the kind of the main focus? And I think we can look at this story and like even if we just say, what's this story about? We can immediately jump to the son's sins. It's about a son who runs away. It's about a son who dishonors his family and his father and wastes half of the, um, half of the family's property, throwing it away. We can turn straight to that and often in our sins as well. We can look at the the story in that sort of light and think only of what's been done wrong. Focus only on what's been done wrong. This can be true when we fall into sins. Um, We can, you know, forget all of the grace and all the way that God's treated us before, but today it's like, I'm such a terrible sinner. Um, I'm so far from God's grace because of what I've done in this moment or because of where I've allowed myself to be led astray at this time. We see in this story, though, that that's not the way the father looks at it. I think the father looks at it with a far grander picture. The father has had this relationship with his son all of his life and has cared for him and poured his love upon him and treated him as a son all of his life. And this is the picture that the father has when he thinks of this son, even if it's thinking of this son who's now far, far away squandering all of my money. This is the son whom I have loved since he was born and whom I've brought up in my household and who I've cared for every day of his life. This is the bigger picture that means that the father then waits on the doorstep for when this son starts to come back, that he runs to him as soon as he appears on the horizon, that he Um, doesn't listen to his complaints about how wretched he is and how he doesn't deserve a place in their household, but he says, no, you're my son, who I've cared for and nurtured and been there for every day of your life, and you have a place in their household. We as sinners can get stuck in that kind of short-sighted view of only seeing what we've done right now. Whatever um, wretched thing I've um, been tempted to do today, oh no, I've fallen, I'm not worthy of God's grace. I'm not worthy of a place in the household. But God is a little bit bigger than our vision. He sees us as his beloved children and always looks on us with this bigger story. He's loved us and cared for us every day of our life. He's, He's loved us into being, knit us together even before we were in our mother's wombs. That's the greater story with which God sees us. And there's even kind of something of God's justice, I think. Not the justice of we've done X and therefore we need to be treated and punished for it. But the justice of saying, this is my son, I need to treat him as my son. This is my daughter, I need to treat him, her as my daughter. The father isn't willing to let go of that whole history and that identity that we have just because of some silly mistakes we might have made. This is the amazing gift of God's mercy that he still is willing to welcome us back into the household and have mercy on us no matter what we've done, no matter how we've turned away. As long as we are able to, like the young son does, come to his senses and return.
This is such a profound reflection of the Father's heart for us that Jesus gives us. I pray um, today, and particularly as we go through Lent, and we might be pressing into some of our weaknesses, letting God show us the sins, the things that we need to repent of, the ways that we need to turn away from our, our misled life and come back to him. But I pray that we can have the openness of heart to let him remind us of that bigger story, let him remind us of just how beloved we are as his sons and daughters.